There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome back to The Woke Man series, ladies and gentlemen. We're sharing the conscious journey of man where we go from unwoke to woke and what it looks like in this new age to be a man. I'm here with my brother, Alan Bird from Perth. How are you, brother? I'm good. Luca, how are you? Fucking fantastic. We've had some time catching up and I told you earlier that... um, this has been my most anticipated interview yet. And for those listening, I just want to give you a bit of a background onto what this episode is and so, or who I'm talking to. Slippery Al, I've called him after um, our adventures in Bali together. But Al and I were on the Brave Retreat in February in Bali this year. And Al was dragged along to the retreat by his business partner, Cole, and said, just come along. You've just gone through a divorce and we'll get into all that shortly. And, and the, the crazy thing was is he had no idea what Tim Morrison's retreat was, what this was all about. He just thought, okay, I need to go here. And so I saw this man's transformation firsthand and it was incredible. And to see what he's done in such a short period of time. And I mean, last December, he was partying really hard and doing drugs. And, uh, you know, to see him transform through that process of just such a short time is a really, really powerful story for all of you out there who are on the cusp of changing. And I'm excited to share this, but thank you, brother, for joining me. That's okay. I'm excited too. <laughs> I, really, I really am. Cool, man. So the first question is, where'd you grow up and where do you live now? Uh, I grew up on the northern coastal suburbs of Perth and I still reside in the northern coastal suburbs of Perth. Wicked, man. How old are you it's now? It's idyllic. I'm 37, 38, turning 39 this year. Ooh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. I know. I know. Almost cool. a big four. Yeah, almost. Mm. Uh, what are you doing for a living right now? Okay, I run a uh, commercial audiovisual uh, integration company with Colin. Um, yeah. Called Focus Audiovisual. Cool, right. man. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. I know I've hit you up for a few times to suss yep. me out some microphones and shit and uh-huh. looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, what's one thing you're really good at, Al? Uh, I'm really good at writing. 
Writing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I studied English, uh, journalism and creative writing at uni for a few years and um, <laughs> I'm really good at it. Um, on the spiritual side of things or maybe like a more emotional side of things, um, uh, I'm really good at listening, man. Yeah, yeah. cool. Cool. Interesting yeah. about the writing. I didn't know that. Do you do yeah. much writing? Uh, I do. I journal a fair bit. Yeah. Um, I don't do too much writing on the other side, but I've been thinking about it a lot uh, recently because um, I used to enjoy writing a lot and uh, I need to do a lot more things that I enjoy. And yeah. writing is one of them. Yeah. Like so, fictional, fictional, non-fiction? I do write fiction. I used to write poems, um, fiction, non-fiction. Wow whatever i used to do like album reviews and stuff for the university newspaper that's, um that's yeah. crazy that's like such yeah. a di- i had no idea it's such a different sort of i dropped like out where you're, yeah, I was gonna say, where you're at now <laughs> yeah, yeah I, dropped out, I dropped out of uni but you know it is what it is cool man mm. you don't don't really need university to do what you love that's for sure you do not yeah cool all. um now what's one thing that's well what's 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 your biggest fear right now um, ooh, these are quick questions, eh? No, they can be as long as you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So like, um, uh, probably harm, like harm coming to my kids, mm. like on the, the like, on a, it's on purely on the like physical front, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Um, that's, that's something that I don't know why, but it always like scares me. And it's not just like physical harm, like emotional harm to them as well. Um, Mainly because I've, especially because of like what you hear on some of these circles that you go on, you know, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like some of the things that happen to people when they're kids, and you're like, and it sets kids up for, um, mm. yeah, for a lot of a lot of trauma uh, into their, their adulthood, you know. Um, Do you become uh, overprotective in that? Thought? No, no, I try, I try not to be. I'm definitely not like a helicopter parent, and. Um, a big, big one I went through with my daughter. Um, she's eight now. Um, uh, she's like, I want to ride to school. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. All right. Um, and I let her, I just like sort of followed her there in the car, like three or four minutes later and made sure she made it. And now she's right. When I have, when I have her, um, she's riding to school every day. If it's not raining. It's good. Um, that would have like been that. big, um, man. That would have been big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. I feel you. <laughs> to take a step back and, um, and assess that one pretty pretty well. Um, I don't I don't the, I don't have kids. I don't have kids, and I and I already feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like uh, on the on the more spiritual side of things, um, I think the biggest fear is uh, surrounding purpose. Um, mm. It's something that I contemplate a lot. What's your um, purpose? Yeah. What is your purpose? Um, you know and. Uh, whether you're actually gonna uh, meet that purpose in your mm. lifetime, in this lifetime, yeah. Mm, incredible. And mm. um, what's one of your favourite quotes? Um, oh, like because I've heard a few of the interviews, I prepped for this one, so I've gone through a few, a bunch of my favourites. But because um, uh, I studied writing and stuff, um, I used to be obsessed with Hunter S. Thompson, um, okay. who wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and um, his line, buy the ticket, take the ride, um, is his quote. And That's that beautiful. Is, what does that mean fantastic. to you? Um, it means, um, it's a really good question. Um, I, I think I've spoken to you about this before, but I will give everything a shot once. Um, 
if you're willing to give something a shot, you give it your all, you know? Yeah. Um, there's no point just like um, stepping into something and not giving it everything that you have to try and make that work. Mm. Um, yeah. That's so what I, I love that's about what you. Yeah. I, I love that because that's what exactly what you did at the retreat. You just fucking came on in and you're like, oh, I don't know what this is. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the deepest men's retreats you could ever go on and you've never done anything Dude. like this before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that first breath work. Fuck me, that is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you, think about it. I think about oh, it. <laughs> I was just saying before we recorded this, I was saying like you're... Um, you were sitting next to me because there's like 15 guys on the Brave Retreat and all from all different walks of life, you know, some like accountants, some pub owners and some like farmers and all this sort of shit. And, you know, Al was sitting next to me on, on day one, I think on the opening ceremony. And I just remember sort of like looking at you and just like going, this dude is does not want to be here whatsoever. And I just like, you were just like had this look on like, what like a confused look on your face like what the fuck am i doing here yeah because it's intense it's intense <laughs> and we went through some deep shit and then at the end i remember watching you and you just sorry like halfway through we went for that remember we went for that run in the morning yes i do with Fraser. It sort of yep. it sort of shifted it's after that it shifted mm -hmm. after that i noticed and then you just mm -hmm. popped and like you couldn't wipe the smile off your face yeah man yep it's incredible. Was, um, and you were so right as well. I was completely and utterly out of my depth uh, when I first arrived there. And um, uh, I think I told you as well that me and Colin used to sit in that hut. Uh, what did you call it again? The cynics. The cynics. That's, right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I was trying to remember that. I was trying to remember that. I, was like, I remember Al was calling it this. I couldn't remember the name. The, the um, hut of the cynics. The, the, yeah, that's right. And then, um, oh, yeah, man. we just used to try and work out what was going on. Um, but yeah, that, that cynical hut wasn't there after like day three or day four. I just didn't need it. It was, um, mm. yeah. Yeah, it so, was yeah. really beautiful. We um, Thanks, we God. were having some good laughs afterwards. Like once we sort of like settled in, we were just taking, right. that's where you got the nickname Slippery Owl. That's right. Thanks. And so for anyone listening, Stuck. like we were doing, yeah, I know. We were doing wrestling every morning and obviously Barley's quite sweaty. Al had his shirt <laughs> off. He's lot, he had a lot more weight on him than what he's got now. He's lost so much weight. How much have you lost again? Uh, I have shed about 30 kilos since November last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah incredible. And so mm. like, I'd say you would have lost quite a bit from February. Onwards. I have, I have. Yeah. You look like, I was like, Oh, I didn't even really recognize you. <laughs> and, um, you were like sweaty as fuck. And, oh, dude. and, um, one of the guys <laughs> who was wrestling with you in the morning and said, Oh, it's bloody hard wrestling. Cause we're at breakfast. He goes, bloody hard at wrestling, bloody old slippery owl over there. And I just, I grabbed hold of it like that. And I said, slippery owl, that's yeah. your nickname. Man. I literally <laughs> sweated from the moment we woke to, <laughs> I didn't um, stop all day. Yeah. 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 And we didn't get the washing done. It was just, stinky. Nah. it was a really I fun have... retreat that way. It was so it good. Was. I think, um, I have a funny feeling as well. Like, cause I've been to Bali maybe like, 15 or 16 times and i've never sweated like that before i'm pretty good with the humidity i was i was going through some cathartic changes and i think that's why i sweated so much yeah. as well yeah, yeah. cool, Full on. cool. Mm -hmm. i was What's... letting go of a lot of stuff oh bro totally <laughs> you can imagine a lot of drugs out of the system <laughs> yes what's yes. A, what's a conscious man to you bro mm. okay um Oh, uh, I think it's someone who lives from the heart, um, first and foremost. Um, oh, uh, I don't know, someone who has 
definitely a hard connection. Um, definitely a deeper connection to others. I don't know how to actually word that properly, but is able to like connect with others on a deeper like level. Like a good level um, of rapport. That's right. Empathy. Empathy uh, yeah. that, I don't know. Um, um, one thing that I did learn about um, the conscious man is uh, being able to hold space. Um, that was something um, mm -hmm. that was really noticeable after Bali. Um, yeah. Um, and I also, uh, on my, from my own perspective is a, um, a connection to earth as well. Um, to mother earth. I think that is a big Huge part one. of consciousness for me. Yeah. Uh, it may not be for everyone, but I think it is. Yeah. I think <laughs> yes. so too, man. That's, that's mm. one of the, I feel like one of the big pillars of like when I was creating, you know, cultivating a heap of different answers for what's the conscious man, I think, and a recognition and, and, and a connection to mother earth for sure. Mm -hmm. It tends to be like a trend. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. cool. Yeah. What's, what's one thing that challenges you right now? Um, I've got a bunch. I do. Um, so, uh, uh, I've met, uh, um, a lady, uh, since the separation, um, with my ex-wife, um, mm -hmm. and she challenges me uh, every day in a really loving, like awesome way. Um, and it's like a new, it's really new for me, like an actual conscious relationship, which is something I've never had before. So that is a full on challenge at times. Um, but like I said, it's a beautiful challenge. It's like the best, yeah. it's, the, it's the fucking best. Cause it allows um, you to grow, right? Big time. And like to have someone who's like, uh, actually like wants you to grow as well. Uh, and you know, is doing everything that they can to make sure or not to make sure that like to assist you in that growth is fucking awesome. Um, mm. but then there's challenges both ways as well. So like mm. trying not to slip back into your past, you know, behavioral patterns and just the shitty like emotional like blockages that, yeah, that I've always carried, you know, up until recently. Um, mm. um, so that's, that challenges me every day. Um, another one, which I, um, have been thinking about a lot recently as well is, um, how to bring consciousness into business. That's fucking, that's a real tricky one. Um, because, um, there's some, some like particular, uh, peculiarity is in business, which it's hard to actually be really conscious and, you know, a, decent about if you know what i mean well yeah like, like there's like personalities in business or is just, it more so around like your actions in in the business it's outside? yeah it's it's like that some i mean it's um, is it blending with different personalities it's, it's uh, there's a lot of blending with different personalities which like literally um you have to be able to you have to be able to connect with anyone and it doesn't matter where they are in their in their growth you know mm. um that's a big one. Um, it's also, um, yeah, like I've, I've sort of come to the realization that, um, there needs to be a really good balance between like, uh, life and business life and work, you know? So like, you've really got to give a lot of time to looking after yourself, but sometimes that doesn't work, uh, necessarily, especially like, like in mine and Colin's case, like we're running this business is, 
at times of 16 hours a day. And then where does that leave you, you know, like to look after yourself? Um, mm. And uh, like we mentioned when we were chatting, you know, like you can just you can go like five days of like just nothing but work and then you run down and then, yeah. So it's a finding that balance between consciousness um, and the, the life that I've chosen for myself, which is running this business. Yeah. Mm. Um, that is really challenging at times. Like really, really challenging. Yeah. Well, it's good that you've got a, a different level. Would you say it's better now that you've got like a different level of tools to yes. use to sort of deal with it as opposed to your re- previous Yes, it is. Um, it was really hard at first. Um, so the first few weeks of integration was pretty cool, like after mm. Bali. So um, Bali is when everything changed for me. Um, and then um, and that was all nice. And then um, all these realizations start to come, you know. And um, so... Yeah, like me and Colin have had to have multiple meetings about how to make this all work um, cohesively. Um, obviously, because I'm changing and he's changing, and you know, business is growing. And it's just yeah. Mm. So that's um, it was hard, and now it's getting better. So mm. um, yeah, I mean, we're looking at ways that we can make more time for ourselves rather than just be not necessarily slaves, but just, you know, putting everything Grinding. we have, every little dime into this business. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good on you, man. Mm. To have that level Thank of you. awareness and, and that what's well, so beautiful to have coconut coal with you. It working is. Through. Oh, coconuts. He's upstairs now, probably working hard. <laughs> I love big coconut. <laughs> and what's unconditional love mean to you? Um, yeah. Uh, this is this is an interesting one because uh, um, love is so deeply entrenched in the heart, mm. and I find it hard to have. I find it hard to even fathom an unconditional love, you know, because like you can be so torn and broken by something. Uh, it's hard to describe this, but I don't know if you know where I'm coming from. So like um you can be so um, love can tear you apart as the, as that song says, you know, like, and so I just, I, I find it hard to come to terms with this whole unconditional love thing, but I do know, I do understand the concept of it. Um, this is probably something that I need to actually like have a, have a good think about, but like to me, if there was unconditional love, it would be love with no judgment. Um, uh, and I could really only put it into, into the uh, terms of like self-love, you know? Mm. So um, you can unconditionally love yourself, you know? But I, I find it hard to understand how you could unconditionally have unconditional love with something else or someone else. Mm. Mm. Man, is it because, do you feel like the it's hard to sort of relate to unconditional love right now is because you're still sort of processing how you've been treated through love? Potentially, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh yeah so like my past relationship um which was like basically the entirety of my adult life um yeah there was love at the start it was and it was fantastic and then it just um it disintegrated in front of like one of my ex-partner's eyes and um yeah that was it was not pretty really if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so yeah, you just go, well, um, yeah, like you can, the, 
because love is from the heart, you know, like how, yeah, if, if someone can say, if someone can perform an action that tears that love apart, you know, like how, how could that have been unconditional love or how can you have love for that person if they've torn you apart? If you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, that's a really, really hard one to come totally man totally mm-hmm. i think time like mm-hmm. they say time's the greatest healer and and hindsight's um, twenty twenty. Eh? that's right that is right but i feel you man yeah it is non-judgmental to it is large, non-judgmental large yeah um accepting. and yeah yeah that's right fully accepting um and that's good um yeah it is a process it's like, to get it's, to like it, a, eh? it's like a the love of a dog for its owner or something you know like mm. that, that that that's pretty much unconditional you know yeah but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. Do you believe in a greater power, and what is that to you? Um, I never did before, and before I'm slow, before. Um, well, maybe I've always had some sort of inkling. Of, um, I'm not a religious man, um, and when I was younger, I always used to uh, sort of think, um, "Fuck religion," basically, um, and there isn't a god and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but uh it's sort of coming to me now uh probably in the last six months uh maybe a little bit longer maybe the last say two years that there is some force out there that is pushing things around um maybe uh, i don't know if it's orchestrating how it goes but um i believe there is some sort of force that yeah that I don't know that like bends the way it works based on, I don't know if it's based on anything. It just, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm coming, that's coming to me a with the way um, I actually met my um, current partner, Michelle. It feels like all these things have happened in this uncanny and unbelievable order and manner to allow us to even connect in the first place, you know? Um, and that has like made me question fucking everything, like fucking everything. Um, and then obviously um, taking psychedelics as well, um, you get uh, um, a very deep connection to uh, some greater powers out yeah. there. If So, um, and then I look at like, I look at things like manifestation and stuff like that. And that doesn't happen without the influence of uh, some sort of uh, energy or some sort of greater power. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's cool. So that's really cool to hear. Fucking, there's fucking that. something there. I couldn't put my finger on <laughs> whether it is a god or whether it. Um, and hopefully one day, um, you know, I'll get a better understanding of it. Yeah. Um, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, people have been trying to get a better understanding of it for thousands and thousands of years, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. Totally. Mm. I definitely feel like psychedelics has, has heightened my awareness in that sense of like, there's got to be something else there. Like mm-hmm. doing it in, in like a very yeah mindful ceremonial way and, and not party yep. way. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people can relate to psychedelics of doing it in a party or a festival. But if you're really going in there with an intention and using it to heal or to see, expand. That's right. Oof, bro. Yes. I mean, yep. do we, do we, yeah, are we ever going to really know what's there? I don't think anyone will ever know no. until we're on the other side, but at least, like, let's believe in something 
is there, you know, I don't know. There's something crazy called yeah. synchronicities in your life right now. Synchronicities, incredible, um, fully incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's like, in my opinion now, um, which has changed pretty dramatically in the last few years, um, there is no way that that could have happened without some sort of um, energy force making, yeah. making all that, yeah. ticking all those boxes, you know, and going, that's going to happen that yeah. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the divorce for you, then Cole saying, hey, there's a retreat yep. coming up. Yeah. You know, fuck. That. Yeah. So cool, man. Yep. So cool. Yep. All right, let's get into the real deal now. We're going to talk about your journey. And mm -hmm. this first question, what did your life look like as unwoke and what does it look like now? Mm, okay. Um, unwoke. Um I mean, I don't know if you know much of my story. Um, I was well into drugs, um, uh, alcoholism, lazy job until until started this business. Um, so uh, there was a huge. Um, most of my life was based around escapism. <laughs> um, so uh, like escaping emotions, escaping just the banalities of mm. shittiness that I thought life was um, with drugs, with alcohol, with whatever. Um, there was no, uh, I had no link with my true emotional self, you know, at all. So it was literally just like one big emotional blockage my entire life. Um, didn't want to feel my emotions, didn't want to know anything about them, just didn't want them there, um, you know. Um, uh, a constant cycle um, of behavioural patterns, like literally just constant, same shit repeating over and over and over again. And, um, and uh, yeah, just letting... Um, the ego do the talking at all times, basically. Um, <laughs> and now it's very different. So um, I've discovered the joy of awareness, um, mm. uh, self-awareness, that is. Um, awareness of a lot more things, but self-awareness primarily. Um, and being able to understand your emotions, feel them, why why they're there, um, working through the bad ones, really dipping into the beautiful emotions as well. Mm. Um, and um, uh, authenticity is how, um, something else that has come around now and that's living um, as your true self, I guess, Ex expressing yourself truly um, how you are. Um, uh, now, uh, love is like an actual real fucking love is a huge part of my life. Um, yeah, it's just, um, like, yeah, you were talking about unconditional love before, um, fucking love. It's just, it's an amazing thing. And it's a huge, huge thing for me now having love, not just for myself, um, which I never really had before, but it's there, um, being able to actually, truly love and accept someone for who they are is that i mean is that unconditional love because <laughs> mm. um, i feel that for a few people um right now um right now i've built a really nice connection 
a deeper connection like with my parents with my brother um with my new partner michelle with colin with just all these people you know like friends that i've made from bali um new friends and um there's love there it's like it's it's amazing it's Um, would you say like what's that how would you explain that feeling of love in there that you've got now um that newfound love oh how would i explain it it's um, before in my past life, I think, uh, it was a purely physical connection with someone, not necessarily or like even with friends and everything. It's just, you know, um, and yeah, you might like someone, I'd, I don't know, like our friend circles and that you'd, it's almost like you're going through the motions with friends, you know, now it's like um, my closest friends and family and all that. There's just some deep connection. There's a deeper feeling of um, respect and um, friendship and, and love. And that, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Mm. It's um, yeah. It's beautiful. like a, it is, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a strange thing for me as well. Mm. Um, when you, when you say you're escaping from something, you said you escapism, what were you escaping yeah. from? Um, uh, um, I guess I used to, I mean, I used to smoke a lot of weed to start with. <laughs> um, and that was just this escape from, reality really i guess you know like mm. um i um, uh, never really um i never really had like uh, a full band of like really close friends um so i just used to hang out with like mates who smoked weed with and stuff like that and i guess i was um uh escape from like the emotional side of things as well so like um they were like, the drugs that i took were basically a blocker you know mm. so they'd um they just level everything out until they were gone and then it was like a fucking wild ride from there but um yeah, yeah so um i used to escape from uh, probably escaping from an emotional connection to myself like a deeper emotional connection to myself was there stuff in there that you didn't really want to understand or feel or definitely or, yeah. yeah for sure yeah um were they it was was drugs and alcohol your biggest vice um uh yeah it led to other vices as well so um i um i used to take a lot of party drugs and then that sort of morphed into a um uh, methamphetamine addiction um a pretty heavy one but i was a functioning um, addict as well so I always held jobs and all this yeah. but like um, I literally took that took it all the time like how long, for, long for how long probably like eight years or something I'd say um, wow. and uh, most of that was intravenous drug use as well um, wow. and so that literally like killed my emotional like center I had nothing at all to give and I mean it, that was the, the catalyst for the breakdown of my marriage um, uh, but that also led me into um, uh, other strange sort of circles of friends. And um, it's in those circles that I um, like cheated on my then wife several times. Um, 
so um, wow. the there. Um, obviously, there was like drugs, and yeah. there was like fucking um, yeah, um, cheating, and then there's like lying as all that. So that it was like this fucking horror show cycle of shit, you know. So like once that actually happened, and then I had to create this like lies, and you know, um, like at, at first my um, uh, my ex-wife and I we all we, we both used drugs. Um, so, and then she sort of stopped and, um, I did for a while and then I was just like back into it, you know, and back so into I was like, party back drugs into, or back, back into, into drugs, no, back into the harder, back into methamphetamines and that. And, um, and so I was lying, you know, and then, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. When did you stop crystal meth? Um, that's a while ago now. It's probably like three years. Um, yeah. what made you stop been... your child, your last, your um, last... so I, Hit a pretty, um, I hit a pretty low point um, when my um, uh, my partner actually like sort of found out about all this stuff, um, and well, she found out about it, a little portion of it, and I explained to her the rest of it. Uh, and um, I'd been pretty guilt racked for like a few months leading up to that point, and um, I'd stopped about two months before uh, my wife and I first separated, my ex-wife and I first separated. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been since then. Yeah. So that's, that was like the first step in me um, yeah. growing as a person, getting that stuff out of my system. Thanks for um, sharing that, bro. That's okay. Um, it's uh, the, the worst drug ever. Mm. <laughs> like it's fucked. I've um, done it. I've done it a few times. It and just hooks. I can see how it can. It's so potent yeah. and so yeah. powerful. Yeah. I'm just glad I didn't get hold of it any longer than no. the three times I did it. But yeah, it's like oh. um, it just digs digs these hooks in somehow, you know. Um, and uh, since then, like since I stopped taking methamphetamine, I um, I've taken other stuff like you know MDMA and cocaine and um. Uh, but then uh, at the end of last year, I said, that's fucking it. I'm done. And um, yeah, since then. Was that your Christmas uh, party? Uh, yeah, that was the catalyst for me ending uh, yeah. my relationship with drugs. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I mean, that was, that's like a, uh, yeah, it's sort of, it's still hard for me to talk about uh, as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty fucking raw. It's, and um. Yeah, I've like lost a lot of good friends to it. Um, like not dying, but like just lost them in that world, you know. And um, yeah, it's uh, not pretty. I feel you, man. And I'm mm. grateful that you're on the other side. And that's why I'm like, I'm grateful that you're here sharing this this journey because there's so many people still in this world, man. That's in the, right. In the world of the old owl, like mm-hmm. there's still so many people there. And, and this is what it's all about, bro, sharing this so yep. you can give them yep. hope. Yeah. What 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 emotion challenged you most? I've got anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, or anger. Okay, so guilt is a monster um, for me. Uh, What were you guilty about? What were you guilty Um, about? Oh man. Okay, guilty about um, uh, like uh, cheating on my ex partner. That one, like uh, the times that that it happened, it just happened. Like, and then uh, I was like fucking high and you know everything was fucking great and then 
like, and then it's not. And then you sort of sit there um, sober or straight going, fuck, like, and then this just wall of guilt. No. So you're like, I've literally like the person that, you know, has had at that time mothered one of my children already, um, who I am married to, who I love, or who I, what I thought I loved, um, you know, I've just done that, you know, and now I've got to live with that. Um, uh, I've always been shameful about the drug use and I've basically hid it from the vast majority of the people who meant the most to me as well. Um, uh, because, uh, especially the intravenous use, well, like, geez, uh, if, um, yeah, there's not, uh, yeah, there's not many, not many people that I wouldn't be ashamed to tell that to or back then, especially not so much now I've, I've sort of owned it, uh, um, a bit. Um, it's still, yeah, you still look back and go, fucking wow, that was like 10 years of shit, you know? Um, mm, well, you, so when yeah. you say functioning drug user in that sense, like that was the shame that you're saying is like you were shameful that you had become, uh, like you, you'd, be, you'd started using needles. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, yeah, there was, because there's a, there's a stigma attached to that as well. It was, it was shameful for just the whole yeah. Did you um, did you feel the shame because old. you were like you're like um, oh fuck I'm broken? Uh, yeah, I was pretty broken, um, and um, I don't know. I, th- I wonder if the sh- I think the shame might have been there, uh, almost based on judge the judgment of others. So um, you know, like oh my god, like what if they find you know, like that was my biggest that was my biggest gripe, pretty much through I mean, this all these all this shit that has gone on in my life was, uh, was, um, what if everyone finds out <laughs> about this, you know, like, yeah. So it's like, um, cause it was just this, it, everything was so hidden. Um, I manipulated everything to keep it hidden and, um, and, um, yeah. So then when it actually came out, um, uh, into the open and I had to, let everyone who was closest to me know about it. Um, that was pretty fucking uh, gut wrenching for me at that time. Um, mm. To like go crawling to my parents with my tail between my legs and tell them that um, I was separating from my wife and this is why. Um, and tell I just told them everything. I laid it all on the table. This was this is still like three. This was three years ago, basically. Um, yeah, oh, that was bro. very fucking. Uh, soul destroying uh Man. for me being a being someone who takes a like, lot of courage uh, it, it it did but i, I had to do it anyway because i was moving out of my family home so i was it was um that was a bit of a catalyst mm, uh wow. but yeah that was fucking some shame and yeah get attached to that and i've always had a little little issues with like anger as well um yeah. i have a feeling like that had a lot to do with my drug use as well. Um, mm. So that I just, I was never like violent or anything, but I'd always fly off the boil at the slightest things. Um, but the two main emotional um, challenges um, are shame and guilt, mm. for sure. Did you ever um, contribute that to something that happened in your in your past? Like was there, um, like the, sh- I mean, the guilt you sort of say to the, yeah. the point of your, your cheating on your ex-partner, but what about yeah. the shame? Did that, was there any like prevalent shame 
experiences of shame growing up as a child? Yeah, there has been for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, only a couple, uh, obviously stemming from uh, what was stemming from my parents. So um, having said that, um, I had a pretty sheltered life um, and my parents were good parents and I grew up pretty well without too many traumatic events um, well, without any real like, fully traumatic events. Um, but there were a couple of things. Um, so when I was like, um, oh, fuck how old, old was I? I would have been like 13, 14, maybe like first or second year of high school. And um, uh, I brought my, I purchased a porno mag. It was the first porno mag I ever purchased um, from a local news agent near the high school. And um, I just put it in my school bag. And um, I dropped my school bag at home and went off somewhere. And my mum unpacked my school bag to get my lunchbox out or some shit. And she found a porno. She got fucking pissed off, um, like really upset. And the, the next afternoon after school, she marched me to the newsagent like, with her and like fucking made a big scene in there to the news agent and shit and was like you do not sell like my son these kinds of magazines he's 14 and and um and yeah that was like a little bit of a fucking um that really got me (laughs) that would have been Um, that's intense bro that's for sure that was pretty intense intense. um yeah so so you just felt all that shame in that moment of like sexual shame it was like this big yeah this huge like moment of shame um and um yeah another one i mean uh my mum this is my mum as well uh she um uh shoplifted for a little bit when i was younger as well like maybe it's probably around the same age to be honest and um yeah she found out um somehow i don't know how and um, she made me do the same basically she took me down to the place that i shoplifted from and made me apologize to the owner of the store and hand back the stuff that i stole Whoa. um and that was a pretty fucking <laughs> that was yeah. pretty sh- I felt a lot of shame around that one as well. Totally, because I mean, yeah, you've made a mistake for sure, but it's almost mm-hmm. like you've been forced now to just sit in that shame and not really understand what that's doing to your body as a young, that's correct. young kid. Didn't didn't understand it at when all. When was your first experience it. with drugs? Uh, so I'll probably 15 or something, I smoked weed. Um, and then um, uh, uh, yeah. probably right through high school, um, weed. And then at the end of high school, um, like probably tried like LSD and um, stuff like that. And then party drugs, MDMA. And then from MDMA, it just spiraled. Yeah. Um, Once I first, yeah. Once I first tried speed um, and then, and then methamphetamine when it it, uh, took hold in WA, that was it. Mm, Mm. Wow, man. Did you, did you ever feel like um, you were, like running from something earlier? Like why did you feel like you were needing the porn magazine or were you just exploring? I was exploring. Um, same with the weed as well. I was just young and curious. Um, and um, like the uh, the porno, the strange thing about the whole porno thing is my dad had this like, like pretty immense collection of like the original Playboys that were released in like Australia. Yeah. So it was like, and I knew they were there and my parents knew that I knew they were there. But like I bought my own porno mag, and <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Dad's but, got all these but, porno but mags." But Dad does it, so I thought yeah. it's okay to do it. Yeah. And yeah. so then you were told, "No, you're you're not allowed." And so that shame can like yeah. literally go. It's almost like confusion. That was young very mind. confusing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, brother. Appreciate <laughs> it that. It was very confusing. Yes. Well, have, 
have you have you let that shame go? Do you feel like you're you're in the process I've of letting that go? Definitely um, let a fair chunk go in Bali, but there's some there's there's more there for sure. There's yeah. um, definitely some um, uh, like there's definitely some like still some self loathing there almost as well. Just like yeah, um, about the things that um, that I've done and like the you know there's there's two sides to every story as well you know like um but yeah there's definitely still that shame and there's mm. still some guilt there um and yeah that's something that i do work through um it's something that comes up in my um a, a bit in the um, regular sort of breath work sessions that i do in that nice little bit of stillness uh, i like to ponder things like that um yeah but yeah that's um it's it's one of I those that processes that it lets go slowly, like at least you know that it can be like released because you've already released a lot in Bali, and so you know yeah. there's an effective way to do it, which is good, right? That's correct. Yeah. Cool. Um, what? It's a, it's a monstrous one, though. Yeah. Uh, from in talking with a lot of people, um, it's one that a lot of people have um, about a variety of different things, and it's yeah. probably one of the hardest ones to um, to shift. For sure, bro. For yeah. sure. I've had to release. Yeah. I mean, you saw what I released in Bali. Yes, like I did. It's it's deep and mm-hmm. it's, we're not alone because no. you saw how many guys stood up and, and talked about yep. some pretty deep stuff. Yep. Um, whose love did you crave most growing up and who did you have to be to get it? Ah, uh, okay. So um, uh, that would have been dad's for sure. Um, and like my dad was awesome. Um, he was a great guy. Uh, he was there as well. He was a present. He was present for like my whole youth. Um, but uh, being the generation that he was, he didn't just, he just didn't know how to show any love, any affection, any emotion uh, mm. whatsoever. So um, I think that's what I craved. Um, my mum, mum would always um, show emotion and, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so dad, I always craved dad's um, actual love. And um, I never really got it until recently, um, but um, did that change? Did that change how you like connected with your dad? Obviously, when you, would we use like, was it a moment for you of like relief feeling your dad's love? Uh, yes, yes, it was, and that um, that actually came before Bali as well. So um, uh, it's a little bit of a that was a little bit of an awakening uh, moment there. So um, what happened? Uh, um, it was when. Uh, it's just after we started focus, uh, we purchased the, the warehouse and then we actually did the fit out. So my parents had come and seen the warehouse and they were like, Oh, that's great. Like, um, you're doing really well. And then when I came and um, I gave him the tour of like the office that we built, the boardroom, like the meeting room, everything. And like, um, yeah, my dad sort of took his aside and he's just like, I'm proud of you, Alan. And that's like the first time he's ever fucking said that ever, you know, ever. Um, and um that make yeah, you feel emotional on the inside fucking awesome man like yeah, yeah even being like not fully self-aware i knew what it meant you know like because it's it just felt yeah like like i knew i'd been waiting a lifetime to hear something like that you're just like fuck what why did it take this for you to even mm. say that you know yeah yeah i wonder how um, many i wonder you know how how that would have changed your life if you heard that sooner obviously um, everything's happened for a reason but do you feel like it would have Change a few things in your life? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of um, stupid shit that I did when I was younger, I did, I acted out of, you know, I was acting out. So, um, to get attention. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, you said something about um, who I used to, who I, um, who did I have to be to um, get, that. get dad's love? Yeah, I, I could, I don't think I ever could have been anyone to get that love. But like, I mean, I played soccer for seventeen years because he was a mad soccer fan. Followed the same soccer football team, well, same Whoa. football team as him. You know, like, um, yeah, like, uh, and like that was like the only thing we could ever bond on before was like football. Um, and yeah, um, even that. Fuck bro. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing, Um, bro. That's okay. Uh, he's yeah, but now everything's fucking awesome to be honest. Um, especially since that like moment. Um, and then something else happened as well. So, um, Colin's father passed a little while ago and, um, he was, uh, he was pretty upset about it, obviously. And, um, yeah, I went out uh, just to chill with him one night and he was like, Alan, um, if there's one thing I can, uh, share with you is like, is spend time with your dad, <laughs> you know, because, um, I didn't and I fucking wish I did now that he's gone, mm. you know? Um, so I've made an active, like I made an actual, like real Plan. effort to fucking, yeah, spend time with him. And, um, I don't drink anymore, but like, you know, um, we'd go to the pub and stuff and go out for coffee and yeah, um, we'd just chill with him. Uh, usually always just be him and mum, you know, and I'd never get to spend that just alone time with dad. Whoa, um, and now I do. And it's, it's good. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. That's so incredible, man. Um, and I hope some of this like stuff that the changes that are happening in me is, um, is, you know, uh, washing off on him. That would make me fucking so happy. But mm. uh, um, yeah. Well, I'd man, love to send him on one of these retreats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be really powerful to be have like a father-son retreat. Oh, dude, this has come up. With great, me that's a great a idea. Yeah, it's come up with me like, for a bit. Yeah, a lot of this. I mean, you know, a lot of these issues are either you know mother or father issues. Pretty much everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It would heal so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the lowest point in your life, bro? Tell me about that. And <sighs> was suicide ever a factor? Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'd thought, I've thought about suicide, but I've never really like gone. Yeah, that's, fully. that's a viable fucking option. Like, so, um, the lowest point for me was, um, so I went to a, uh, an open night for my daughter, her school, and I left my phone at home. And, uh, when I came back, my ex-wife had found a couple of messages. Um, and that's when everything came out. So that's drugs, everything cheating. came out, drugs, cheating, fucking everything, everything came out. That was like that night when I was um, uh, not sleeping in the spare room at home um, was basically like fucking uh, the worst possible location or place in the world that I could have been at that point in time. I felt so, fucking... So you were you're saying you were actually in the spare room, but you couldn't sleep? Oh, I'd set up a mattress and I just, I didn't sleep that night at all. I'd, Cause I knew, what was happen- I knew what was happening. Fucking unbelievable, man. But uh, yeah, uh, just wanted to like, just wanted to crawl into a fucking hole and die. Basically, you know, like, you th- yeah, mind was just racing. Like, what have I done? What have I done? You know, like what I've just watched this web of lies that I've created um, fall apart and everything has surfaced that I've been trying to fucking hide. And um, where do you go from here? You know? 
Yeah. And then the next lowest point after that, which was fucking soon after that, which was the day after that, um, I had to tell my daughter um, what happening and what had happened and what was happening. So I had to tell her that I was moving out of home uh, and why. Mm. And I didn't give her the uh, full version of why, but I told her why. And um, oh my God, that was uh, fucking awful. Um, she, was she crying? Was she emotional? Yeah, she was uh, very emotional. Yeah. And so was I. Um, that was like the. Um, still sickens me thinking about it now, actually. Like, it was just fucking awful. Did you um, take responsibility for what you had done? I did. Um, but I never truly processed it properly. Mm. So, um, uh, and... Do you forgive in, yourself? Uh, that's one of the other things that's to do with that shame thing mm. is forgiveness, yeah? Uh, like, so um, I've really been working through that forgiveness um, and I've started to forgive myself um, for it. And mm. that's where that two sides of the story comes into play for me as well. Um, is that like, yeah, um, I fucked up big time, mm. um, big time, but um, like, then you got to unpack why you fucked up, you know, mm. like, and um, how all the factors contributed to that. And that leads to the act of being able to forgive as well, you know? So um, that's something that I've, uh, that I, uh, really leaned into in Bali as well. Um, and I've been leaning into that uh, ever since. And I reckon that's a, like with that shame, uh, shame, that shame and that forgiveness is like, that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel mm. you, man. I feel you. Mm. Thank you for sharing that brother. I can definitely uh, relate to the shame and, and that feeling yep. in the gut and it's, and I think a lot of people will, man. So yeah, yeah. it's not a nice feeling, but it's also beautiful to hear no. and see you've like actually stepped in and said, you know what, I've got to deal with my actions here and yes, step yep. in. And it's so beautiful to see where you're at, you know, like fuck, not even drinking. Just talking about more love. Like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, you know? I know. I know. Um, I know. What, what was the significant moment of awakening for you? That like okay. the real big one? Uh, well, I mean, it's, where I was introduced to uh, like self-awareness was Bali. That's like the fucking awakener for me. Like that literally um, tore off all these chains that I'd chained myself up with for my entire life and showed me uh, the actual way to live properly, like from the heart, you know, um, understanding emotion and not just fucking pushing it and bottling it and pushing it to the side and forgetting it even existed. Um, so mm. Bali was the true awakener for me, but I mean, there has been, there's been a couple as well. So like, um, uh, when I first, the first separation, uh, which is just after what we were discussing before, um, I went and saw a, a psychologist for, um, for, um, just some anger management issues and shit. And, um, and she was pretty good. Um, I didn't really, it didn't really help me too much, but she introduced me to a few books which have set me on this path unknowingly. So she introduced me to the power of now, um, which is fucking incredible. Dynamite. Um, I never really truly understood it, but it, <laughs> I don't think anyone it, came in, it came into my consciousness at that time. So a few years yeah. ago, and then I've obviously reread it um, since Bali. And it's like, fuck, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, something else we talked about before, like, um, 
when dad actually said he was proud of me, that was a huge awakening moment for me. And um, mm. uh, I've had one recently as well. So um, the first time um, that I actually like made love with my current partner, Michelle, um, that was the, f the most present I've ever been for anything like that ever. Um, it was fucking like unbelievable. Like I've never experienced anything like that. Like I've never been that present and that connected and felt uh, that deep ever. Like you just fucking did my head in. It was like, oh. I was like, fuck, I've been missing this my whole life. Like, <laughs> what have I been doing? You know? like what, what sort of sex have I been having, man? <laughs> no shit, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've been wasting my time. Bro. There's this. There's, I've got this now. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah so that was like full on. That was full on for me. That was that, it was a beautiful awakening moment. Um, but Bali was the cracker. That was the, the one that cracked everything yeah. for me. Yeah, That's especially cool. coming into it like not having a fucking clue at yeah. all either. Like just being some clueless, <laughs> lost individual. <laughs> and then, then we were dancing with our shirts off uh, oh, on cacao. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. Uh, what part of the what part of the healing what modality on was what healing modality was most profound for you oh it's um somatic breath work like somatic releases um uh, like it's fucking intense hey um, uh, it's so and intense, uh, bro. yeah like like i said that um when we were having a chat before um that first breath work session um i had no idea what was going on i mean i f was hearing people drop um and I, they were screaming and fucking yelling and shit. And um, I remember Timmy and that just telling everyone to continue breathing. And um, uh, I remember um, what I thought was falling asleep uh, and I was crying and I thought I fell asleep. Um, I thought I might've been crying for like five minutes or something. And it turns out I probably cried for like 45 minutes. And um, when I came out of that, I was literally fucking exhausted. Um, but I felt like I'd let go of like, I felt like light and, um, yeah. And every other session after that, it's just been that, you know, you're like you're letting something, something go uh, and to be mm. able to do that just through like, you know, setting a clear intention, breathing, like fucking that's just, that's amazing. Yeah, like, man. It's so intense. So eh? it's been yeah. a huge one for me too, bro. What, oh, what about your friend group? Um, How's that changed? Oh, um, so I didn't have a massive friend group anyway. Um, well, my best mate's Colin, and uh, mm. he's my business partner. So he hasn't changed, um, you know. <laughs> well, you did it. To, you did the retreat together. We did the is... retreat together. Yep. Um, so we're still best mates. Uh, um, uh, my friend group changed dramatically when I left the drug scene because yeah. uh, I had to shed a fuckload of friends um, or what I called friends, you know. Yeah. Um, because they're just not. Um, that doesn't didn't fit the. Uh, the changes that I needed to make. Um, so I lost like <clears throat> well, one of my better friends who I had right through school, right through primary school and high school uh, in that moment as well, because, um, you know, we sort of got into drugs together. We were, we were friends before that, you know, without the drugs, but like he wasn't ready to move on. Um, so mm. I had to fucking, that was tough. Um, uh, I've been pretty light on the friends. I've had like one of my best friends who was actually a, a um, uh, groomsman at my wedding fucking like ripped me off for like he stole my superannuation money through a botched fucking investment so that like <clears throat> that railroaded me for a bit with friends so I was, I've been really careful and selective like with who I 
choose to bring into my life. Um, Whoa, yeah. that's yeah. intense. Um, yeah, that was pretty intense. So you sort of had a bit of a trust issues from that? Uh, I think so, yeah, from him for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had to, uh, I've really been careful. So I've got like um, probably <clears throat> a group of, uh, there's probably like three guys that I still see from high school um, yeah. who are not really like druggies or anything. They're just, they're, um, we catch up every now and then. Um, but uh, in the few times that I've caught up um, since Bali, it's been different. Uh, yeah. So I've um, come into some new friend circles uh, since then. And um, yeah, well, now yeah. you would have met so many new different people, right? That's right. Um, and uh, it's uh, a bit of a breath of fresh air, to be honest. So, like, not just getting on the piss and like, um, mm. I don't know. Uh, I went around for dinner with like, um, uh, Stephen, Jamie, and Mark from Bali. The other oh, night. And nice. We, would, we had this. We were just having fucking deep conversations about fucking, you know, beautiful things. Yeah. That um, it, it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> it so good. Bro. Does my head in, eh? Like, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, a year ago, two years ago, it's just like getting on the fucking beers, mate, and all that. Yeah, shit. Like, yeah. Talking about footy and. You know, <laughs> I can like, relate to you, man. It's hmm. it's just a deeper connection. Yes, we're talking about like shamanism now, and like um, yeah. yeah, that greater powers, so on and so forth. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A good bunch of guys too. Eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what part of this? What part of this conscious journey you're most grateful for, brother? Oh, um, mm, uh, um. I don't know if it's, I don't know how to articulate, but I think it's emotional intelligence is what I'm looking at. So um, uh, not just feeling the emotions because, you know, I used, to, I used to try and use things to get rid of them, but like feeling the emotion, understanding it, understanding why it's there, especially if it's like a negative emotion, you know, um, or a negative behavior, like, um, and being able to process it um it's fucking having amazing. that tool way it's a big thing um uh whereas before often, you would before you would have blamed it would you say and just been like a oh, fuck or react yeah to it? yeah that's right yeah uh, like you would have let the let it let it take over you know and like just railroad everything so um <clears throat> yeah it's being able to like sit there in that um you know let, that's it, let awesome. it feel it and like go if it's a negative emotion, um, why? Yeah, and actually being able to do that is uh, is something else. <clears throat> yeah, because I guess you you've sort of um, numbed or you know escaped all those feelings in your yeah. past, haven't you? That's right. That's yeah. cool, man. What, yeah. What's one we'll tip you'd them... give old? Oh, what's one tip you'd give your old self just starting this journey? Hey. Um, uh, breathe. <laughs> actually breathe yeah i reckon it's it's uh it's my little uh like a deep breath a deep yeah. breath or like a one and a half hour somatic breath <laughs> yeah maybe some of that maybe a bit of both just um uh uh breath is everything i've learned um it's actually everything and um yeah i never understood that until recently so um if i could have, if i had known that when i was like 18 right that you know you can like breathe yourself into a fucking like trance like state right and um release fucking traumatic 
emotions and release this and just feel that and like the way you feel after that as well like i probably wouldn't have taken drugs man i would have just like been chilling at parties and people doing fucking somatic breath work like that would have been awesome well yeah we're, i think we're gonna do a um i've got breath work on thursday with my friend just to sort of work through yeah. some shit i'm sort of facing mm. at the moment and um, mm-hmm. i think it's important to do that regularly hey is yes to go in with that whatever's coming up for yep. you and, and work through it because it's That's so right. profound bro yeah, and that's where journaling comes in heaps handy as well because like uh, if, you, if you're if you planning on doing a breathwork session, you can read back over your journal for like the last month and go, this is what's been coming up. And then you can set a fucking wicked and clear intention going into it and work through those things. Um, that's good. I'm really looking forward to this um, O2 uh, coming up um, and I'm going to work heavily into that one. Have you considered um, ever being a practitioner in it one day? Ah, uh, look, um, probably not because of like what I do anyway. Um, yeah. and and maybe like when I'm older, um, uh, my partner Michelle is very much seriously considering it. Um, but I've heard the actual, like to learn how to do it properly takes a lot of time, like mm. a lot of time, like could be like years of, yeah. to get to the level that you want to be, you know? Um, sure. and, but yes, fucking oath. I'd love it. I think it'd be fucking fantastic, man. <laughs> like it'd just be awesome. Like, uh, I spoke with you about this as well in, um, and, and Dolby, um, uh, about, you know, we were in the midst of it. We were the ones actually doing the breath work, but how good would it have been to have been able to watch it yeah. from like the outside and watch all the release happening, you know, or like be a part of it, even to, to, even to facilitate that. Fuck. Yeah, man. It's so deep, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's definitely real connection to uh, the earth yeah. in that place like it was monstrous oh, it was, was tangible like you could taste it almost yeah. i think i spoke to tim the other day and he said he's gonna hopefully run one in february if it, if it okay. all goes good and um i mean that's for anyone listening if keep an eye on tim morris on instagram keep an eye on the brave retreat highly mm-hmm. highly highly recommend it. yeah i want to throw it out there that it, it's changed my life for the better um uh, i'll never look back from that week yeah I'm yep. the same. I'm mm-hmm. the same, bro. Even Good for me, shit. like I was just like, it's before that it was like a 10 day silent meditation retreat, which was like the hardest and the best thing I ever did. <laughs> and then this was the hardest and the best thing I ever did now. So it trumped that. Did it? That, yeah. that trumped a 10 day meditation. Like meditation. Be, because, yeah, dude, because of the, uh, the shame day, the shadow day. Yes. Shadows. That, that yeah. heat, that heat, that ripped a lot. Of didn't touch, didn't touch on my shadows. Uh, that was something. Yeah. It's not ready. Not there. ready yet. What's that? No, no, I did it in Bali. Yeah. I worked oh. out what my shadow was. Eventually. Oh yeah. 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 Um, cool bro. Shadow. Oh. Work, that's a That's a good one. <laughs> that is, that's where you really get like, it really can, you've got to be guided beautifully in that because yes, it hits you hard so. mm-hmm. and you've got to be held in a good, that's another good space you need to be held in for shadows. Yeah. but yeah man fuck thanks Al for joining me on this woke man series brother no worries I I love the work you're doing Luca it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and um, after the 100 episodes are done um, yeah I think uh, I hope and I believe it's going to make ripples thanks brother I'm really excited for it's uh, we're working towards it's funny yesterday I had uh, a message from my uh, virtual assistant. So I've got a VA who helps me sort of listen. She listens back to all these and puts the data, takes the answers out and puts it into a spreadsheet. And so we're going to collect the data and create a, a book called the Woke Man Bible. Yes. And um, she literally sent me a message and said, 
your work's really like listening to these episodes has been really inspiring for me. She's a female and she's listening to these men open up. She goes, it's really inspired me to go deeper within myself and do more work. And um, I've gone vegetarian now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is what it's about, man. Like for me, it's just, it's, yeah, it's been so beautiful. And sharing your stories and the guys that are coming on here being so vulnerable because I can understand it's so uncomfortable. It it, it makes this possible for people Mm. to to change like that. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, Michelle's been you. listening to these as well. Uh, so from a woman's perspective, um, she said, she asked me to put a shout out out there. She said it's fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's not the first woman, but thank you, Michelle. And tell her right. I'm excited to meet her at some point. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited yeah. to see you again. Yeah, same. Same, ah. brother. We'll have, a, we'll have a, a, a few coffees, that's for sure. I believe so. All right, brother. Thank you very much for joining me. And thank you to everyone listening and tuning in. If you do want to connect with Al, this has been one of my most favorite episodes and you have his social media. I think, are you on Instagram? Uh, I'm not on the gram. Okay. Well, I'll figure out how to put you on the, on the gram or whatever. I'll, I'll figure out. I'll, um, I'll start an account for you. That's it. Okay. Start account. Big out. Slippery out. Slippery out. Done. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening and take care and I'll see you on the next episode. I got love in my eyes, bro, I can't see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love, yo, don't you see Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just me Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be.